everybody. Welcome to The Kelly O Show. I'm your host, Kelly Alexa. This show is dedicated to inspiring women of all ages to pursue excellence in mind, body, and business. After decades of playing small in my own life and staying in the comfort zone, a couple of years of massive chaos and drama in my personal and my professional life forever changed me for the better. Through some tough lessons, I evolved and I became a stronger and more confident version of myself, fearless and finally, unapologetically myself. I am now designing my life bigger and better than ever before. And most importantly, I'm designing a life on my terms that is full of joy and happiness. And I think that this is something that's been missing for so many women. They're either staying in the comfort zone like I was or they've got a life that looks pretty good on the outside, but it's missing real joy and health and happiness. And that is no bueno. I believe that the future is female. And every week this show is going to bring you incredible interviews and live shows that I hope is going to motivate you to take massive action in your life, to leave the comfort zone and go all in again, to pursue achieving excellence in mind, body, and in business. I hope you enjoy the show and let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Kelly O Show. Today's show, I am really amped because you guys, I have been trying to coordinate this recording of an interview with the with Scott, the founder of Mito Red Light. And I feel bad because I found out when we recorded this that I've been pronouncing it wrong the whole time. I've been saying Mito Red Light, but it's Mito Red Light. And that's because you'll find out in this show, um, it's based on the fact that this red light therapy actually affects your mitochondria. Get it? Mito Red Light, mitochondria. Yeah. Um, I'm also not saying Scott's last name because I'm scared I'm going to butcher it. Um, so I'm just not even going to say it. <laughs> he says it on the show. Um, but anyway, I had started hearing a lot about red light therapy. I actually heard about it several years ago, but then most recently, I'd say over the past year, I have been seeing increasing mentions of it in the news, in health articles that I'm reading. Um, and then I started stalking Mito Red Light because I'd seen some people say, look, I'm doing this. Um, I'm doing this red light therapy. My chiropractor mentioned it. My doctor mentioned it. Um, several people had. And so then I went to the Mito Red Light website and started looking at the reviews. I do this a lot when I when I read something in a book and they say, oh, you know, if you have low cortisol, you should be taking, like, for example, I found out for low cortisol, one of the natural ways to raise it is to take licorice root. So then I go and I will read reviews of other people taking licorice root, whether it's Amazon or some other website. I did that with Mito Red Light and I just saw all these people writing five-star reviews, raving about, you know, decrease in inflammation, better joint pain, um, improved skin, elasticity. Um, I read more about the benefits, potential benefits for positively, potentially, I don't want to make any claims and get anybody in trouble, but potentially having a positive effect on your hormones, testosterone, um, certainly affecting circadian rhythms, collagen production. I mean, there's just a whole host when of things that when you start researching red light therapy, you will see 
Um, and he mentions this too in the interview that there are a number of FDA approved, I hope I'm saying this correctly, FDA approved uh, devices that use this for very specific treatments and they are FDA approved and they have been shown to work. So it's a very viable um, treatment and I I wanted one. And then right after I started doing some research, they had a giveaway um, and I think I entered it like 2,000 times <laughs> because I wanted one so bad. And it was the first time in my life I ever won anything. I've never, ever, ever won any kind of drawing or anything. So it was the most exciting day of my life. Um, I started using the Mito Red Light. And then again, Scott and I kind of went back and forth um, so that we could get him on the show. And I wanted him on the show just as much so I could understand what exactly I knew that this was good for you. I knew it worked, but frankly, you know, here I had my own mito red light and I was like, am I using this right? Am I doing how, you know, should I just do it two or three times a week? Should I do it every single day? Should I do it twice a day? So we go over all of that in this first foundational episode. And I'm definitely going to have him back on probably for at least two or three more episodes. So we can go into a little bit more deep dive on, you know, hey, this is how it's going to help you when it comes to collagen production. This is how it's going to help you when it comes to sleep. A lot of what we talked about in this episode um, does have to do with better sleep, better wellness, feeling better energy. Um, but we also, again, kind of lay the groundwork for what we'll cover in some of his return episodes. So make sure you sit back and enjoy this. The total interview is about 52 minutes, 53 minutes. So I divided it into two for you. Um, make sure you listen to both parts. And I know you're going to like what you hear. I know you're going to be getting yourself your own Mito Red Light. We'll link up to all of that in the show notes at thekellyoshow.com. Make sure you're subscribed when you're over there. Make sure you share this uh, episode with your friends. And that's it. Cut. Enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Kelly O Show. I am, as you know, and I told him this just before we started recording, this is one of my most anticipated guests of probably 2020. I'm just putting that out there. Like I have literally been counting down because you all have been asking about red light therapy and you saw me posting that I, I, the only time in my whole life I've won anything and I won, I entered in like the biggest way. There was a, an opportunity with Mito red light and I could not believe my eyes when I, I won one. So I have been starting to use it. And so many of you are asking questions like, I've heard about this. What is, what is red light therapy? What does it do? How does it help? What does it help? And so I reached out to Scott, uh, the founder who we're going to be chatting with today. And I have literally been counting down. We've been doing a lot of meeting tech. A lot of it was my fault because I had some issues, but he's here and I'm so excited. And Scott, I'm terrified to say your last name. So I'm just going to let you say it, but, um, you, you introduce yourself <laughs> and say your last name and then we'll get started. Hi, Kelly. Thanks for having me. I'm Scott Chiveri, and I'm the founder and CEO of Mito Red Light. See, he makes it sound so easy. But um, <laughs> anyway, it's all good. I am so happy to have you. And as you know, I stalked you in the hugest way because, um, you know, once I started doing some reading before I got my own uh, Mito Red Light, I was like, oh my God, this is like, this is the next thing. But we want, you know, both myself and my audience today are going to learn from you because people have been asking me again, you know, 
what does it do? How does it help me? What, how do you use it? How long do you use it? Is it a tanning bed? You know, like tell me everything about it. So let's, why don't we like, before we get into some of those details, maybe just give us a background about you and how you came to start this company. Like, how did you hear about this and end up founding a company based on this whole science? Sure. So, ah, uh, gosh, I've been interested in health and wellness for at least the past 20 years. Um, you know, I'm a voracious reader, just reading every diet and health and wellness book that I can get my hands on. And I would say about four years ago, I came across red light therapy. And uh, I think I read an article in Men's Health about it potentially increasing testosterone. And, mm. and as a man in my 40s, something that I'm certainly uh, concerned about. So I took the plunge and I bought a device and I used it. For, uh, I actually, for the first six months, I didn't use it that often. Uh, and then I picked it up and actually started using it on a regular basis. And I started to really like what I was noticing and how I was feeling. And so I went out into the marketplace probably uh, maybe another year after that. So I went out into the marketplace to buy another light. I wanted to kind of expand the setup that I had. And I started to get sticker shock of what a, how expensive that they had seemingly become. And that was about uh, two and a half years ago. And that was really the genesis for me to uh, figure out uh, any, a, a less expensive way to bring these uh, red light therapy devices uh, to market for the at-home consumer. Um, and so that was the genesis of Mito Red Light. We've been in business since uh, January of 2019. And you've been doing like, you know, I, not that I know any intimate details of your business, but I just know based on what I hear and read and see, um, you know, I'm, I'm guessing that your business is doing very well. It seems to be growing and, and word of mouth is doing quite a lot for you. Am I right? Yeah, uh, it's been an amazing ride. You know, I, I honestly, when I started the business, I was still working in corporate America and um, I was doing, wearing two hats for a while. And uh, but now I'm, I'm full-time Mito Red. I, I've been full-time Mito Red uh, since uh, Valentine's Day, actually, right before the uh, pandemic uh, began pretty much. <laughs> and uh, so it was an interesting timing, but, uh, but the business has been doing really well. And I'm really, really grateful uh, to be in the position that I'm in uh, to um, just be in this space, to make a career and a livelihood out of uh, in the health and wellness space and trying to empower people to uh, make better decisions and live healthier lives. Amen to that. Well, you're in the right place and you certainly are talking to an audience that feels the same way, is interested in the same things um, and has a very open mind. Um, so, I, you know, we're excited to have you just pour education all over us about this. Now, you said that you heard, and, and this is cool because, you know, I, I told you our audience here is mostly female, but a lot of these females are also listening on behalf of their significant other, like me. Um, so I know that when I share these benefits of, you know, because when I first got the red light, I was, you know, this is, this is how I was having this conversation with my man. I know it's good for you. You need, you need to do this too. He's like, why would I do that? And I'm like, well, just, I just know it's good for you. Just do it. <laughs> so he's like, you can get back to me on that. <laughs> so after I hear this and then I can play this show for him and, you know, all the ladies in our audience, you can, um, you know, you're going to find out the benefits of red light therapy for both uh, males and females. But okay. So that said, we, you heard about it just like probably a, a lot of the rest of us, you, you read about this in an article and then you, you decided awesome uh, to create your own business around this. And I will say that I was, 
when I checked out your site and the prices, um, I was pretty damn impressed um, because I've seen, again, some of these other companies out there. And it's kind of like, you know, if you go and you look at getting a sauna for your house, suddenly you're like five grand, 10 grand. It's, it's, it's like, whoa. And then you sometimes can stumble into a company that has something completely on an infrared sauna basis, you know, different, but you have a really, I think your pricing is insane um, and tremendously reasonable, which is makes it accessible for a lot more of us. Let's start talking about well, what do you think is best? Do you want to just explain in, you know, easy to understand terms, what does red light therapy do? Like, how does it work? Sure, sure, I can do that. So, okay, so when we talk about red light therapy, we're typically talking about red and near infrared light therapy. Those are typically uh, what you'll find in these types of devices. And so, uh, when you kind of zoom back and if you think about high school physics, uh, you know, uh, the visible light spectrum is Roy G. Biv. Mm-hmm. Or uh, in this case, we would say, let's go from the violet up to the red. And when thinking about that, that's 400 nanometers is the wavelength. Uh, that, that's the beginning of the visible spectrum up to 700 nanometers, which is at the end of the visible spectrum, which is the higher end of red. So typically in these devices, you'll find red light, which is uh, between 600 and 700 nanometers. And then you'll find near infrared light, and I, I get this question a lot, which is in these devices, uh, typically between eight and 900 nanometers, and that's actually invisible. So it's not mm-hmm. that the LEDs aren't working, it's that, that it's actually not visible light and you'll only be able to see kind of a glow coming off those LEDs, but there is a, a significant amount of light energy coming out of those LEDs. So when we're talking about red and near infrared light therapy, we're talking about these very specific bands of uh, light between 600 and 700 nanometers and 800 and 900 nanometers, which have been studied uh, for decades actually. And there have actually been many FDA approved devices uh, for a, f- a range of applications, whether it's hair loss, uh, acne, wound healing, pain relief, fat loss, you name it. So it's very well studied. And the fact that there are devices out there that are actually FDA approved really goes to the kind of the strength of the evidence and the science that has been done in this space. And what, um, and how, so there's a couple mechanisms of action for how it actually works. So the primary mechanism of action that we understand is essentially uh, the red and near infrared, infrared light penetrates into the cells and it goes into the mitochondria and it helps the mitochondria make ATP. So the mitochondria are the power plants of the cells. And, and that's actually the, the name of the company, Mito is short for mitochondria. So the and mitochondria. I it wrong, you guys. Everybody <laughs> at the beginning of the show, I'm like, Mito red light. He's like, uh, Mito. Thank you. That's fine. Sorry. That's fine. Um, <laughs> Keep going. Mitochondria. Right. So the mitochondria are the power, power plants of the cells and mitochondria are found in just about every cell in the body, except for, I believe, certain red blood cells. So every cell in the body and, and, and there's a lot of mitochondria in the brain and in the heart, for instance, uh, per cell. And these are the power plants. And so the light goes into the cell, goes into the mitochondria, and it essentially helps the mitochondria make energy better, uh, make, make uh, ATP better, which is adenosine triphosphate. It's the molecular unit uh, of energy currency is what it's generally referred to as. And so, um, and that's essentially how it works. And it's, it's because it works at that level where it's helping the power plants of the cells make energy better, 
it, it seems to have a very diverse set of applications because it, whatever that cell is, whether it's a skin cell or a hair follicle cell or um, a bone cell, uh, you know, it, if it can help that cell do its job better, then it should help that particular area perform better in general. So that's why it seems to be very diverse in terms of the applications and the benefits that people see. Wow. So you're, I mean, you mentioned hair loss, wound healing, acne, and weight loss. Um, and yet there's also benefits. I, if I'm, and tell me if I'm overstepping, but you, you mentioned that you read that it, it benefits testosterone. I've also read in my preliminary research that it helps with, you know, hormones. Is that accurate? And if so, how does, how does it affect that? Well, hormones are tricky. So, uh, in so even no with testosterone, yeah, even with testosterone. So the science. So unfortunately, we're still in the, a bit in the in the realm. And even that article I read was about four years ago. And unfortunately, we're still mostly in the realm of anecdote when it comes to that. Uh, there was there's a really good study that was done in rodents where they they used uh, red light on the testes of the rodents. And in just a couple of weeks, their testosterone levels went way up. So there is there is a good rodent study that's you know shows promise. And now, but the the real gold standard studies in humans, I'm not aware that they've been done yet in terms of testosterone. Okay. Uh, we do have a good a couple of customer uh, testimonials which are very encouraging. Um, we had one guy who bought one of the small lights, uh, and he was in his 50s. And this is on our website. You know, he actually posted labs. And that's another challenge in terms of gathering data is getting people to actually do lab work before and after. And so he had actually had his testosterone levels checked and it was 350-ish uh, when he first uh, tested. And he used the lights twice a day on his uh, nether regions. Uh, and, uh, and six weeks later, it was, he was at 650. And it was amazing. I mean, it was just amazing testimonial. He posted the lab results. And we had another gentleman in his 30s who had low testosterone and uh, he had similar results. It wasn't as dramatic, but it, it was it, dramatic. And he had you know, the labs, and it, but it was very encouraging and to to see that. And so, um, you know, again, hormones are tricky. I mean, obviously, I'm, your audience probably and you understand this. You know, there are interdependencies within the body, and it's, you know, you don't just want to look at one uh, result on a on a lab test. Um, right. And that, that's probably true for just about everything. But um, but certainly, it's encouraging. And again, I think that there's reason to believe. That if we can help uh, whatever it is in the body, do you know support it in doing its job, that we're going to see benefits one way or the other. You make a good point, and you know it's it's like we know that alternative therapies like acupuncture are. I, I think that very similar. There, there's a lot of correlations, right? People will say it's known to help with this, but the, you know, you can't make specific claims. I understand that. But yet once you know that something has been used for so long and has benefits, like what do you have to lose by, by applying this? Right. You know, that that's the way I look at it. Um, in fact, acupuncture is one of the things I want to be testing out, but it, it makes sense when you, you put it so well, like we know that this light, so when you sit in front of the, or lie underneath one of these, and that's one of the things we're going to talk about is just tactical. You know, what's the, what's the best way that you recommend to use it and how close do you sit and stand and how long we'll go over that. Um, but when you're using this on a regular basis and it's penetrating those layers of your skin, it's only going to benefit you because again, it's like, 
let's take those those cells, make them work the best that they can. And we all have some understanding of the fact that our bodies are magnificent creatures in being able to heal. Once we give them the the rest time and the ability to do just that. Sometimes I think we forget that we live in such a microwave society that wants a pill for everything. We yep. don't give our bodies the chance to heal. Do you agree? Oh, 100%, 100%. And I, I, and I do think that, um, you know, I, I, one of the things that I try to do very mindfully is think about all of the booby traps that modern life kind of lays out in front of us and think about how I can mitigate those things or avoid those things. And, you know, one of the, one of the issues that I, is that um, we just spend way too much time indoors. And so even just not mm-hmm. getting enough sun, I mean, these, these wavelengths of red and near-infrared light, we would get from the sun historically, uh, you know, when we were outside all day, every day. So I would argue that part of the reason uh, that uh, people see benefit is because there's there, there's a deficiency. They're light deficient and, and more specifically sunlight deficient. And so to the extent that we can mitigate that with some hacks uh, by using red and near-infrared light devices, which don't contain any of the UV lights. So you don't have to worry about burning. It's super safe, but you're getting these beneficial wavelengths and we understand the mechanisms. You know, I think it's it's wise to think about how we can mitigate, again, some of these booby traps of modern life and how we can, you know, support the body and, you know, better doing what it knows how to do. That's so true. And, and I think there's so many people out there that don't take enough time to just step back and consider that, which is, you know, think about how different our lives are in this, you know, world of technology that we live in. And it's, it can be so easy. And certainly with the pandemic and everything that's been going on, you know, a lot of us have been even unwillingly more inside than ever, but just, you just think about pre COVID, right? How often were people getting up before sunrise, you know, driving into an office, going into an office with neon, or it's not neon, it's like that really bright, obnoxious light. Um, Being under those fake lights, looking at a blue screen, looking at their phone, looking at their tablets, being hunched over, you know, you just think of from a posture perspective, being hunched over, our necks craning over a phone, a laptop, a screen. I mean, there's so many times at the end of the day, if I've really been on a lot of Zoom meetings, whatever, I find that my eyes feel like they're being pulled out of my socket. And I just, honestly, one of the things that I do that just rejuvenates me is, and I'm thinking as I say this, I should just go in and sit in front of them. The Mito is what, I keep saying Mito, Mito. (laughs) Um, That's the way I was saying it before, sorry. But I will go out on our deck because right at five o'clock at the end of the day, that's when we get like the most crazy Texas sun. And I will just go out there and sit for five minutes with the sun on me and it just it it is the most rejuvenating thing ever and it's yeah, such I a natural feeling completely agree i mean just yeah. that five minutes of sun can, and, can and do yet wonders okay so you know that there's going to be a lot of people be, and you know what's coming you know what question i'm going to ask you so you have all of these you know sunophobes out there who are you know slather on eight billion layers of sunscreen avoid the sun never look in the sun i mean frankly one of the ladies who i go to for botox she's like wear a hat never be in the sun avoid everything i i don't agree with that that's just me um i've been kind of somebody who i'm how old am i 51 i have been out in the sun my entire life i've had people tell me when i was in my 30s they're like 
any second now, you're going to look like you're 50. And I'm 50 and I regularly get mistaken for 35. And I'm not, I'm not saying I'm telling everybody, go out and do what I did. You might, you know, I've never burned. I have a good dark skin tone. Right. I've just, that's my, my gut is, is I'm like, I don't understand how God created, this is my opinion. God created this earth and the sun. And why could that be bad for me? I just don't see it. And I think that I feel better when I get outside more. Um, and too many of us, it, we're slathering chemical laden SPFs all over our skin and avoiding the sun. And there is data, I think that you would probably agree, that supports that all of that, avoiding the sun, completely jacking with our circadian rhythms, putting all this chemical laden SPF on our skin is actually causing more harm than good. Is that accurate? Have you heard that as well? Oh, I would agree a hundred percent with that. Uh, you know, uh, again, um, this is a, a modern life booby trap where sure. I, I, I wouldn't recommend or advise anybody to kind of, uh, stay, you know, stay in the, inside all week and in, in, in the, in the office and never get any sun. And then on the weekend, go lay on the beach for two hours. I mean, that would right. be a very bad strategy. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, moderate, I mean, I think the ideal, and what I, I even try to do here in, in Phoenix in the, in the 110 degree heat is still try to go outside for 10 or 15 minutes uh, midday. Well, actually, I have a very robust strategy. I try to wake up and greet the sun in the, in the morning yeah. uh, and try to uh, reboot my circadian rhythm, as you mentioned. And then I try to get 10 to 20 minutes uh, sometime between 10 and 2 o'clock uh, for the vitamin D. I will go outside and take my shirt off. And uh, even in the heat, I'll, I'll bear it. And then I also try to say goodnight to the sun. Again, it's part of, and so watch the sunset when I can, or at least um, at some point between six and eight o'clock in the evening. And all of that is really just trying to entrain my uh, circadian rhythm, uh, get vitamin D during the day, get a little bit of color. Uh, and then so that if I'm out on the weekends on, uh, you know, at, at the lake or something, there's no beaches here, but you know, if we go to the lake or something where I'm not as super concerned about burning and I'll just maybe perhaps wear a hat to protect my face, but that's my general strategy. But I think again, um, that's tough for people to do. I mean, it's very tough for people to do even the 20 minutes during the day, uh, and trying to build up a little bit of a base tan so you don't burn, um, on the weekends, you know, it can be challenging for folks. So I, I understand the concern, but I just think it's looking at the problem the wrong way. I agree. And I think what I've learned is, you know, when you understand how important your health is, and for me, you know, I think that was really driven home. I, I had a period last year of about six to seven months where I was plagued with chronic headaches and migraines. And I mean, when I say plagued, I mean, there was about five months where I literally couldn't work. I couldn't work. I was always, you know, on my couch, you know, in pain, um, barely able to move. I couldn't work out. So, I, I mean, I couldn't train like I normally train. I gained weight. I lost muscle. Um, I was just miserable. And I didn't know I was, tr I was reading everything. Like what can possibly be causing these headaches and chronic migraines? And I was, just in pain and, and misery. So when you when you have that inability to just function like a normal human being, you really start to appreciate your health even more than you yep. ever did as a just a regular Joe fitness fanatic. And more of us need to realize like we can 
I know you agree, Scott, like, you know, we're in to somewhat in the same age bracket. I, I don't dread turning 60 or 70 or 80 or 90. I plan to be hiking and biking and living my life with my love um, and, and doing all the things. So why not invest in making the rest of your life and your health specifically the best of your life? And it's just effort. It's just figuring out what's important. Like there's, there's things I do every day, like taking my supplements. I hate taking my supplements. I almost choke <laughs> on them every day, but I take them because they work. And same thing with you, what you said about going out in the morning and grounding, you know, I need to get back to that because for everybody listening, do some Googling on circadian rhythms. It really can sound a little out there if you're not used to it, but what he just mentioned, going out, greeting the sun barefoot, you know, us girls can't go out and take our top off or we'll get arrested, which is somewhat not right. Um, but, you know, the guys take their shirts off. You, you don't you don't wear your sunglasses. You look into the sun. Um, if you can do it midday, great. And then the thing about doing that at night is you, you actually get your, and I'm paraphrasing here, so correct me if I'm wrong, you're getting your your eyes and your brain exposed to like, okay, it's nighttime and your, your body will naturally start to shut down and slow down. And I'm telling you, if you start doing that, you'll be amazed how much your sleep will improve. Did you notice that when you did it, when you, you know, say goodnight to the sun? I love how you said it that way. Yes. Yeah, so, well, I, I would say that the strategy doesn't end there because part of, part of what I, I had really, uh, horrible bouts of insomnia pretty much into my early thirties until I, I bought an $8 pair of red glasses uh, and, and put them on in the evenings. And, uh, and, and that was it. I, I, I sleep like a baby ever since. And it's really amazing to me the how um, clueless I was about how the artificial light in, in the evening and looking at the television screens and the computer screens and the phone screens was messing me up. And, and uh, so, so yeah, so I, I do say goodnight to the sun, but then I throw on a pair of blue blocking glasses and, and all of the, the lights in our home are, are amber or red and the lights get dimmed in the evenings. And then I have also blue blocking glasses in case I happen to be, have to be on the computer or watching something on television, which is generally rare these days. And so I'm very mindful of reducing the, the light pollution in the evenings. And, uh, and the sleep is so much better. And then sometimes I will uh, you know, throw in a, a, you know, a session of, in front of the red lights um, because I've read some really great research about how it can uh, improve sleep and what well, I've noticed improved sleep, but how it can increase melatonin. Uh, one study they did in Chinese athletes, it, they did 30 minute sessions for two weeks and their melatonin, their serum melatonin in the next morning increased 75%, wow. which was amazing. Hey, everybody, this marks the end of part one of this two part interview with Scott, the founder of Mito Red Light. Make sure you tune into part two.